Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hello. Normally, at this point in The Table podcast, you hear something along the lines of, this is your host, Drew Phillips. Welcome to The Table. But today is Ladies Takeover Day. And... Uh, a few of us who are part of the staff family here at Calvary are going to be sharing with you about some personal stories of some things that have shaped uh, our lives, specifically um, Brittany and Lisa. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you in just a minute. But today we are going to be talking about the issue of uh, brokenness in the family and the way that that can impact the lives of people, but also the way that God has shown himself to be good and real and redemptive in those stories. And so I want to uh, ask the two of you to share briefly a little bit about yourself and then to also share um, the stories about your family and about your experience growing up in your home. And then we're going to go from there. So Lisa... I am Lisa Phillips. As most of you know, I'm married to Drew. We've been married for nine years and have three kids. Logan is in first grade, Hudson is almost five, and Audrey just turned two. And I currently have the privilege to be a stay-at-home mom. I grew up in a small town of Winnemac, Indiana, and I'm the youngest of four kids and was raised in a Christian home. We went to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Thursday night. And um, about the time I was seven, um, our parents sat us down and told us they were getting a divorce. And I remember at the time being seven, not totally understanding what all of that meant, but knowing that that was not what... um, just didn't align with what I had been um, been told and um, just wasn't something that our family was supposed to do. And um, it was really foreign because my none of my aunts and uncles, my grandparents, none of them had been divorced. And um, yeah, so just, just didn't really know what all that entailed and um, looked to my siblings a lot for how to respond in that situation. Yeah. And so as you um, grew up and you began to be shaped in various ways um, as a young adult, um, we talk a lot about how in our stories of brokenness, whatever they are, that there, and I think one of the things that just the three of us have discussed in times that we've talked about this together prior to this is that there are these, out of that brokenness, there are these lies that we start to um, believe about our circumstances or about ourselves after we walk through um, something that's hard or something that's damaging. And so I wanted to talk a little bit too about, um, about what it, what was, what was, I guess the lie that sort of you began to believe or that, that you began to personalize as a result of some of those things that you walked through as a child. Yeah, I think, um, so seeing my parents' broken marriage and then also seeing my older sister's broken marriage, I feel like um, a lie that Satan 
was telling me was that in order for this to not happen to me, I had to be in control, be in control of the situation, be in control of the guy to make sure that the same thing did not happen to me because I was not going to let that happen. Um, so to do everything that I could to make sure that I didn't get hurt like that as well. Yeah. And, and then Brittany, I want you to also share just a little about yourself and your story, um, and in your family, and then also kind of talk about the same thing with you. How, how did that shape you in terms of the way you saw? All right. So I am Brittany Albritton. I am married to Chris, who is the worship pastor here at Calvary and co-host of this podcast. Um, we have been married for 10 years and, um, we have three kids, Anderson, Adeline, and Griffin. Um, we have been attending, I guess we've been Indiana residents for a year and a half now. And, um, we are from Louisiana actually. And so that's where I grew up. That's where um, my family is. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Both of my parents are Christians. They grew up in the church, um, and they did a very good job of teaching me who God was and why we needed Him um, as our Savior. Um, But then whenever um, I was in fifth grade, they divorced, and it wasn't anything— a big shocker of something that like one of them did to the other. It was just the slow dissolve of a marriage. And so um, witnessing that um, shaped, well, made me confused about like, okay, well, what is like a golly marriage supposed to be since I didn't see what it was supposed to be? So I was like kind of confused after I got married, of like, all right, well, what is this supposed to look like? What is, what is this supposed to be? Um, and so uh, the enemy really, like, it wasn't like Lisa's struggle before she got married, but like I really didn't have any struggle before getting married. Um, Chris and I dated like through high school, and so I really didn't, I was focused on like, all right, I'm ready to just get married. I wasn't worried about what is life going to look like after the wedding day. Um, So then whenever life happened after the wedding day, that's whenever Satan started telling lies into me of like, okay, um, you are not going to be good at this married thing because of where you have come from, who the family, your family was broken. And so that's who you are. And you're going to be that as a wife, and you were going to break up your family. And so that was just like the lie that I allowed the enemy to keep telling me um, that ultimately I was just like, so I became very fearful in my marriage of, okay, is this the beginning of the end? Is this, have I messed up? Like, I'm going to mess up, okay? Every little argument that we might would have, would I would walk away with like, okay, this is, I think this is where it all began. The beginning of the ending has started. I, what I hear you saying is that for you, it's, it was just a fear. Fear of myself. Fear, yeah. Fear mm-hmm. that you didn't have the tools or the, the capability, or you hadn't had the example set for you right. to help you know how, when marriage wasn't always easy or easy anymore, mm-hmm. that that's kind of your go-to. So how, 
sometimes in your marriage then or in your relationship, do, do those things rear their head, like control or fear or insecurity? Uh, Lisa, I don't know if you ha- want to share maybe first, if there's something that sticks out to you when you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. Or Yeah, I think um, I wasn't able to experience the freedom uh, that Christ gives. Um, I think I was so worried about having control um, and just wasn't, wasn't able to um, just live the life that of God's best for me. Um, I think I was so, so focused on um, specifically in my dating relationships of, um, of controlling, of knowing every detail so that, um, so that I wouldn't get hurt. And so I don't think I truly allowed, um, yeah, to live in freedom. And Brittany, what about you? What about, um, how, whether it was fear, insecurity, how did that prevent you from seeing what the Lord really had for you and for your marriage and for your relationship? So like Lisa, I was not um, allowing myself to live in the freedom that God gives us um, through my marriage. I was carrying this um, fear around with me of like the fear of not being good enough or the fear of um, I am destruct doing to destruct this marriage. Um, and so I had to basically just get to a point to where God kind of woke me up from that of, um, and helped me realize like, okay, I'm walking around this fear. I should be walking around in freedom. Yeah. And I think also in all of our stories, often there is a pivotal sort of moment where the Lord speaks to us. The Lord takes hold of our mind and our heart, whether it's through, um, his word or through wise words of, someone else or, um, an experience. And so I wondered if there was a point where you really had a moment or an experience where the Lord really spoke to you and said, this is not who I've said that you are. And this is not what I have spoken over you or said to be true about you or your future. Mm -hmm. Um, Lisa, is there a moment like that for you or was there something that, um, for me, it all came crashing down. Um, in college, I had a serious relationship and we had talked marriage, um, talked future. And again, I was, um, trying to control everything so that I did not get hurt. And one day found out that, um, he was unfaithful and, um, and lying to me about it. And, um, I just remember, thinking here I had tried to control everything so that I wasn't hurt and the very thing that I was trying to control happened. And, um, I remember talking to a mentor of mine at the time and just saying, how, like, how am I ever going to trust a guy in marriage? Um, seeing my parents, seeing my sister, um, and then the very same thing happening to me. And, I just remember her words so clearly and just saying, Lisa, you do not, um, you do not need to trust the guy as much as you just need to 
trust God and put your hope and your um, trust in him that everybody in this world, we're sinners, everybody's going to let you down at some point. But if your trust is in him, um, then, you know, then he's got you and he's, he's never going to let you down. And um, yeah, so I just feel like in that moment, um, I just remember really going, um, just going to Christ broken and, you know, not knowing what my future held at that point and, um, and just having to surrender that control to him and knowing that if I want a marriage someday to be a healthy marriage, I cannot control it. And that, um, I have to let him be the center of it. And Brittany, yeah. what about you? A moment where you oh, remember yeah. the Lord clearly intervening? Yeah. In so the- after just like God just had me, I guess the Holy Spirit just kind of really allowed me to see that I was not, like I said, walking in the freedom that Christ has given me and um, helped me to realize that I needed to like surrender this fear of myself over to God. And um, so I was... Uh, was able to like um, to surrender that over to him um, to repent of um, for listening to the enemy and not listening to Christ um, to repent to God and then um, ultimately to be able to forgive also my parents I, I didn't realize I was like kind of holding some grudge or just like sadness of like for myself being a little bit selfish of like well poor pitiful me I didn't have this this example that I wanted for myself and like to be able, I had to forgive my parents for, for not being that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I was able to do that, I just feel like this um, freedom that lifted from me to like, um, that I was able to move forward. And then like God really um, showed me as an adult to look back and um, help me to realize that like, even though like my parents were not great examples of what a godly marriage should be, he put people in my life to that gave me the examples. Um, first off, he gave me the, the Bible, you know, like um, how we can learn how I can learn through the Bible and reading how Christ acted towards the church and how I can be a godly wife for my husband. Um, but then also um, he put examples for me um, in my life for like my grandparents who they were married for over 50 years and, um, seeing them forgive each other and love each other. Um, they were great examples for me. And then also, um, one of my best, my best friend, her parents that who I was with so often and went on trips with, like, I really saw through their marriage, um, what daily life as a godly couple looks like and how to take care of each other and take care of family. So like God really did like put these people into my life to look to as examples for me to be able to move forward into how I can be a great wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is really encouraging, I think both of you, uh, Brittany, I think you might've touched on it a little bit more, but one of the things that we've talked about is that there has been restoration and forgiveness and not that that in, in with your own parents and within your own families, not that that has been quick or easy work over the years, but that 
one of the things I, d- I do want to say just as a point of encouragement about what the Lord can do is that both of you have been able to be really honest as the years have passed with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa, I know that, um, I don't know if you want to address that yeah. briefly or talk a little bit about what you've seen the Lord do, yeah. how, how he's taken brokenness and how he has restored relationship there and mm-hmm. shown himself to be redemptive. So yeah. I feel like I always tell people, I feel like it's like the healthiest divorce situation that it could be. Um, I mean, I feel like my dad has asked my mom for forgiveness, has asked all of us kids for forgiveness, um, has really just owned that and um, and just come closer to the Lord. And it's just been really neat to see um, the restoration and reconciliation that has been there. And you know, now my mom and my stepmom get along great and can all, they can all be at, you know, our kids' birthday parties together and we've gone on vacation together and, um, it's just all, um, just glory to God on, you know, the fact that everybody now, um, is walking with the Lord and, um, yeah, it's just a testimony to him. Yeah. Um, And before I want to talk about in just a second about healthy ways now that you just some small ways that you nurture a healthy relationship in your marriage. But I also first want to ask, are there circumstances or situations where you find um, that those things about in the past, those lies or things that you've believed, do they bubble to the surface in a way that you have to say, you have to call them what they are and say, no, this is not this is not what Christ has for me. This is not what I'm going to choose to walk in. Um, examples of that maybe that you can share. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to say at that time, you know, back in college that I surrendered and it, you know, it was done and I've never struggled with it, you know, after that. But, um, unfortunately, you know, Satan does at times continue to speak those lies. And, um, but I think now I'm more aware of it and, um, I think just in Drew and I's marriage that um, he's aware of that and um, that he just so graciously walks alongside of me when, you know, when those um, fears do come up and Satan is trying to speak those lies into me that um, that I can confess that to him and that um, he can walk alongside because he wants me to have freedom in that. And um, but I also feel like it's, you know, it's a daily surrender of, of that control. And not only in this situation, but control over my kids, control over finances, you know, it shows up in lots of areas in our lives. So. Yeah. Same for me also, um, where, especially since I am getting older and I'm getting to be the age that my parents were when they got divorced. Um, you know, like the enemy knows what, how to get us. He just knows how to poke us and make us mad. Um, but now I can see, like you said, Lisa was, you know, like I can see that, all right, this, he's trying to get me in this area, but I've already given that over Christ. I'm not allowing that to manifest in my life again. Like, no, you're not coming. You're not, you're not welcome here. And so it's, uh, it's easier for me now. And even with more practice of it, you know, just to like daily surrendering over to God, this is who I am yeah. now. And Brittany, one of the things you said the other night was, this is not, I just realized this is not who Jesus says that I am. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful because we don't realize that that's, those are labels over time that we start 
to wear and we start to believe, mm-hmm. whether it's I'm not equipped, I need to be in control, I need, um, I'm holding on to my anger, whatever it is. It's, the, it's those things that we have to say, this is not who Christ says mm-hmm. that I am. And um, so then what are some just practical ways that you guys nurture your, your marriage? I guess if you had like, what is one thing that you have found to be really life-giving? Um, yeah, I think, um, for us, I think, especially with having young kids, we have been very strict with their eight o'clock bedtime, um, one for them to get sleep, but a lot of it too is for us so that we can have that time. Um, and just trying to be, uh, really, you know, just intentional with that time with each other. And, um, yeah, it just gives us a chance to connect during the day that, um, or maybe that we haven't during the day. Um, and I know you said one, but I'm going to say one more. So, (laughs) um, I think too, um, that I think for us, we just, you know, our own daily time with Christ, that if we are spending time in our own relationship and growing in intimacy with him, then that, just naturally grows us closer. Yeah, for us, Chris and I have talked, um, we talk with each other a lot about how we think it's important um, as husband and wife to like serve one another. And so as long as I'm serving him and he's serving me, then like we're not as, we're not as needy of like, well, he's not doing what I, my wants and needs aren't met well, because he's more, fo- I'm focused on him. He's focused on me. Almost kind of like sometimes a game of I'm going to outserve you more <laughs> than you can outserve me. And of course, he, I think that he's, he's better at it and he thinks I'm better at it. So each one of us is always trying to beat the other one almost. And so um, that is something that we, we do. Yeah. And and I think it's so important and in both of your, as you kind of responded, I think one thing that we've talked about that we really wanted people to hear is I really believe that the Lord can do miracles in any relationship when two people make it their goal to be conformed to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's crucial, but I also think m- miraculous things can happen and I've seen them happen when mm-hmm. people say... I know that that the next choice that I have, I can control, and that is I can lay my life down in order to restore this relationship or save this marriage. Or um, I know for Daniel and I, one of the things that we have learned over the last few years, um, and we've ta- I've talked to you guys about this, that biblical counseling has been really life-giving for our marriage. I have found and we have learned especially I would say in the last few years that with every season of marriage, um, as your children grow older or as your seasons change or wherever you are, um, there are things that you didn't imagine that might become issues. And we have realized that we often process grief differently. We often process conflict differently. And so it has been really healthy for us to seek biblical counsel and to make that a part of almost like a checkup for us sometimes as individuals and as a couple um, so that we can love each other well and so that we can, but also so that because we want to lead well too. And I think we say all the time to people, if you, 
if you need help, please be vulnerable enough to say, I need some tools to help me to walk into this next step or phase or, or overcome the situation. And we sort of talked about this issue of divorce today because it does touch so many people's lives. And if it doesn't touch your life personally, then certainly you would know someone who it has. And one of the things that I have learned, Brittany, and, and you said this earlier, you were talking about your family and forgiveness. And what I've realized is that um, as I've gotten older and as I've seen, as, as it, you know, as young people, we, we see our life in front of us and we think, well, this is not how I would do this. And this is how I would do this. And this is how I think things should play out. But then as I've gotten older, I've seen that we all have our brokenness and my parents were products of brokenness in various ways. And I think I've been able to see that clearer and have mercy and forgiveness and, and have understood my own sin in light of that more rather than being angry or rather than mm -hmm. holding on to bitterness to be able to say that that brokenness rears its head even in generations and to be able to have, to, to seek restoration and forgiveness and to allow Jesus to be the healer in those things has been really powerful. And I've understood that better as I've probably as I've understood my own sin more. Yeah. I've understood, I have been able to understand forgiveness and restoration in the family more. Um, I'm really thankful. I don't think it's easy always to share stories and I don't think it's easy to revisit difficult seasons of life. But for all of these stories, I know that Drew and Chris's heart and our hearts at Calvary are that we show Jesus to be good and um, that he's the ultimate healer, that um, that he has the ultimate word over our lives. And um, I know that marriage in scripture represents the beauty of Christ and him being joined with his bride and just that relationship and that it's this beautiful form of community. And I think it stands to reason that the enemy wants to destroy that. And, and so I think what we want is for people to realize if you have experienced this in your life, if you are in a place where you are struggling in your relationship or, uh, we would, we would want, we would plead with you and say, don't wait until you think the walls are going to fall down around you before you're vulnerable enough to say, to be alert in yes, your marriage. Yeah. And even if it's something that you think, man, we're not communicating well, and we've sort of hit a season of life where we just, things aren't as easy as they seemed like they used to be. And would you be honest enough to say, we need someone to walk along with alongside us, or we need some resources or tools or help because we just believe that the Lord does work in our lives when we're willing to say, like, we need you to come in, Lord, and we need you to take control of this. And um, I did want to say, though, that uh, you, even if you find yourself in a, in a broken marriage that you didn't choose, or if you find yourself in a place where you realize um, that your choices have been destructive and you desire repentance in that, or if you have left a situation where you weren't safe, or if you've been a child that has been affected by divorce, we just want you to know and walk away from this realizing that Jesus rewrites stories. He's like and, the God of second chances. Yeah, and, um, and we hope, even though we're not a perfect church, we don't have all the answers all the time. We really can 
walk alongside you toward the one who we know does. And so um, even when that work is not easy, even when um, it feels long, we really hope to be that. And we believe that Jesus has the final word in all of our circumstances and over our lives. So um, thank you guys so much for being willing to share about how the Lord has intervened in your lives and how he's reshaped the way that you see your feet. Thank you so much for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.